0: Gentlemen, welcome to violence. The word and the act. While violence cloaks itself in a plethora of disguises, its favorite mantle still remains, sex. Violence devours all it touches, its voracious appetite rarely fulfilled. Yet violence doesn't only destroy, it creates and molds as well. Let's examine closely then this dangerously evil creation, this new breed encased and contained within the supple skin of woman. The softness is there, the unmistakable smell of female, the surface shiny and silken, the body yielding yet wanton. But a word of caution, handle with care and don't drop your guard. This rapacious new breed prowls both alone and in packs, operating at any level, any time, anywhere, and with anybody. Who are they? One might be your secretary your doctor's receptionist or a dancer in a go-go club.
1: Welcome back to Queer Horror Cult.
2: Uh, This week was a really fucking great week. Um,
1: Movie-wise. Yeah, yeah.
2: I think we've been really, at least treating ourselves, if not our listeners, with what we've been watching, you know? Mm -hmm. If the listeners are actually following along and, like, trying to seek out some of these movies, then you're in for a treat. That's for sure. yeah.
1: Especially this week.
2: This week. Oh, lordy. This week, we did girl gang movies.
1: And specifically, it turned out they were pretty much all, like exploitation sexploitation girl gang movies
2: kind of the from what i've seen the best kind
1: yeah i dare say yeah
2: oh holy shit um cultural relevance to today doing a girl gang movie episode because like you know we're post riot girl which was in the 90s and stuff which
1: yeah we're also post a. Uh power spice girls although i guess they're doing another reunion world tour or some shit that they're gearing up for so okay
2: okay okay so
1: every few years but sorry you're about to talk about riot girl no i was just gonna say because that came after
2: any of the movies we talked about and Mm -hmm. that was sort of uh that punk rock attempt at like i don't know it feels very sort of girl gang to me like absolutely in in not necessarily in the juvenile delinquency way but in the uh Fuck authority and let's get back at the bullshit. Reclaim girlhood too. Yeah, yeah. And
1: point out just how, for so many girls, girlhood isn't this time of innocence and beauty and whatever. It's a time of danger and sexual abuse and, like, just so many different things that make life fucking suck (laughs)
2: that get erased very
1: easily. So I like that they really brought that into the limelight. Yeah. Or I guess into the spotlight. Limelight would imply. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what I meant. You know what I know. You now we now know what, know I what I meant. you meant. Yeah. yeah. Um, Moving on. <laughs>
2: and uh, beyond that, recently, we've had with, like, the women's marches and stuff, which is a very sort of, like, repackaged, like, late capitalism version. Yeah, this post-feminist. Of, yeah. Like, the pink hat brigade kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's,
1: more, it's, it's um, more of a spectacle in declaring I am, rather than actually having the material reality like you know girl power was like i i'm a girl and therefore i'm powerful because i have girl power and i show this by buying t-shirts and pencil cases that say girl power on them right whereas riot girl was more about let's fuck up the establishment and actually demand material change
2: yeah like uh, rather
1: than just saying i I have girl power therefore (laughs) everything is fine and we're equal i'm
2: powerful enough to uh buy new shoes and That's like these them. t-shirts so with this yeah
1: yeah exactly it's, it's very market consumer based very very surface level just like mm-hmm. you're gonna have to take my word for it that i have girl power
2: right god we get cynical real fast don't we
1: <laughs> which is funny because i you know i was born early 90s so i was a little girl when spice girls were yeah big and i fucking loved the spice girls
2: yeah so girl power was definitely in uh
1: In Vogue. It it
2: was part of your life? Yes, it was part
1: of my life. It was part of my my general peer group, my sister's lives. We should watch Spice World for this podcast one time. I think that is a, like, cult masterpiece.
2: Okay, okay. We're gonna
1: do that. We'll, we'll We'll do that with, like, I don't know, maybe, um, what's the fake music documentary? We are Lick Me Love Pump.
2: Oh, uh, this is final. That's
1: times. it. I was like, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a medical thing that is unpleasant.
2: Yeah, we could do, we could do a uh, cult music docs and like music flicks.
1: Anyway, girl gangs.
2: Girl gangs. Girl gangs. Um, it's funny you mentioned uh, girlhood very briefly as, as like sort of a, a phrase, and uh, it reminded me that you took a course on girlhood studies. I did. Um, did any of that kind of jump out? at you in this topic like Hmm. like what kind of thing can you um speak to as far as like uh the idea of breaking free of the restraint of like ladylike femininity or those roles
1: oh yeah um oh it's been a few years now Hmm. i mean the class um largely focused on almost like giving voice or giving voice or maybe even like uncovering voices Okay of girls and the ways that they, yeah, self-express that are often overlooked, whether intentionally or not. Like for example, um, I remember distinctly one of the readings that we did were it was discussing babysitters in the fifties. and so these were the teens that were babysitting, the baby boomers. Oh yeah, and they hated their fucking guts. They're like, "These are the most spoiled, entitled. Li-. It's like, wow, this sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Narcissistic little fucking shits." And they would even, you know, very snarkily be like, "I'm not babysitting tonight. I'm brat sitting. I'm going bratting."
2: <laughs> going bratting. <laughs> going that- bratting.
1: I'm like that. That that could fit in one of the girls. Like I, that's something that I, I could see like one of the chicks and maybe
2: uh feels like a very scaggy kind of thing to say yeah
1: or even um what was the first movie we watched?
2: violent years which we'll <laughs> even get to something shortly. that like
1: one of the girls in like the violent years that we yeah. watched would say they were high schoolers
2: yeah that that's true oh fuck i love the lingo in these movies oh, it's beautiful yeah. well with that uh we did open up this um convo or this uh with that, we did open this week with The Violent Years from 1956. Mm-hmm. This was uh, lovingly restored and put out by the American Genre Film Archive, or AGFA video. And uh, their Blu-ray is... It was very nicely restored for for the... What is it? 1956, low budget, almost done like a hygiene film about really the, the troubles of youth.
1: Of, of teenage delinquency. Yeah
2: yeah teenage delinquency and girls so you know immediately right off the bat all i could think of is like john waters would love this movie mm-hmm. if he hasn't already seen it because he just goes to bat for um
1: for them teen delinquents yeah
2: i was reading uh, more of shock value and he was talking about the kind of uh girls he looked up to Growing up, like in junior high and and into high school and stuff, and they were all like the Don Davenport's kind mm. of people, and just like that total, like as he referred to them, like they want to drop out and become skagettes. like that was their goal to be total skags after after school, not even after it's graduated, but just like fuck school time yeah, to do this
1: now to do this. The future is now.
2: Yeah, um, and there's a lot of that attitude in Violent Years with the hatred of school.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true. Um,
2: So the plot of this one is, uh, it opens with a judge decreeing to these uh, parents about the um, horrible job they've done, like the uh, neglect they've given their children that have led to this horrible fate, and we're like, wait, what are they talking about? And we go back in time to see that it's these well-to-do parents, um, a mother who does a lot of charity work and a father who works at the paper long hours who essentially leave their daughter as, like, a latchkey kid. But, I mean, they buy her a sports car every year for her birthday. Um,
1: Which is funny, because the way she described that... I mean, these are clearly adults playing teens. Yeah, Yeah, of course. And so, you think that she's, like, somewhere between 16 and 18. hmm So... It, she made it sound like this was like this having a new sports car every year for her birthday is Oh, she was 18,
2: tradition. that's what they oh, okay. they said. And then but presumably But she she's like
1: been going on for years and years and years. Yeah. It's like bitch, you haven't even driving now. Yeah. Long. <laughs> no, she was
2: 18 and it was um presumably her 19th birthday. Oh, okay. Because uh, they start by saying, "Yeah, I'm 18." And then like right. a bit later in the movie it's her birthday.
1: That's right, the party and everything.
2: Yeah, but um so she, an interesting um, idea of a neglected kid. Like, I totally get that the parents being gone and just buying their kids' love definitely could be seen as a form of neglect. Like, like, emotional for, for sure. neglect, for sure. But it's just one of those things where it's played up like, oh, you're the worst parents in the world, and this kid never stood a chance. And it's just like, I'm thinking affluenza, That's you know? That's exactly what pops yeah. into my mind, too. Um, but yeah, so we have they have this daughter who's very... Kind and loving and all that kind of stuff on the surface, but then as soon as the parents are away or she goes out with her friends, they they go and commit man attacks. They like commit (laughs) these crimes against men and also just general delinquency. Like they rob gas stations and stuff like that.
1: I don't know about the rest of her gang. It's kind of ambiguous, but she herself is obviously very well to do. Has never had Mm -hmm. want for anything in her life, Mm -hmm. and she even says like it's not about the money. Yeah, so it's it's the thrill. Yes, exactly. So she is high thrill-seeking delinquent yep. does it because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Not out of material necessity, but out of just, like, you know what? Chasing the thrill.
2: Yeah, chasing the thrill, yeah. But then it sort of culminates in this, uh, she commits a rape.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it's, if anything, it's like a gang
2: rape. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say because because um, I mean there are other participants that are yeah, aiding and abetting like it, whether or not participating in it. But it is a gang of four of them that like find this couple on lovers lane, and they tie up the woman and then um, take the man off somewhere quiet and then
1: yeah into the woods.
2: Commit rape, even though like it's interesting because they don't play it as oh it's fine like they don't play it like this is a good thing that happened it shows the newspaper the next day where the man was criminally attacked as they put it um so it's not playing it like a joke but at the same time they never really use the r word or
1: which i wouldn't expect them to in the
2: 50s no that's that's for sure but But it's one of those things where i don't think it has the weight yeah of if it was a a a reverse of gender there But, yeah, so it really casts this dark fucking light on this character because she's she's just like, I'm just going to do this. And it's like, wow, you're kind of scum. Just a little. But, anyway, the movie continues on with her and her friends causing mischief, and they're stealing shit and selling it to... uh, to this, um, rich this rich lady who wants to hire them to trash this high school without ever explaining i think it's just that was a script writing out where it's like oh we need to see where they go and trash the high school why would they do that oh they're getting paid to okay There's cool big money why w- who, who would give them big money and so she literally says it's like i don't care to know and it's not your business kind of thing and it's like <laughs> they couldn't right. think of a reason yeah. they just had to go with it's it it's just
1: profitable just trust us yeah because there's a demand and we will supply for this need mm-hmm. that is unmet in yeah trashed high schools in
2: trashed high schools so it culminates in her and her gang going to this high school and smashing the place up and i heard lots of laughs from you as they're just like throwing uh, globes through windows and just trashing the fucking place yeah
1: something about property destruction but specifically that like when you have the really easily breakable set furniture Mm -hmm. or like anything like that i don't know why i find it so funny but i do
2: it's like the more exploitation movie (laughs) the property destruction goes the more you're laughing like you do a big Mm -hmm. budget explosion ripping through something and you just be like okay and then it's just like the
1: physicality of polyester
2: every time someone (laughs) would come home and one of the kids is just picking furniture up and throwing it on the (laughs) ground like when lulu is just trashing the place uh you couldn't breathe for a little bit after that <laughs> i remember that, that yeah. the
1: first time watching and even i'm sure every time after that yeah oh fuck so good
2: um but at this point the cops rock up um or as they constantly refer to them throughout all these movies the pigs rock up and uh start shooting at them and all of the girls carry guns Mm -hmm. and it's just like that took me a bit yeah they got their their six shooters and that took me a bit by surprise Mm -hmm. like at the very beginning when they all pull out guns it's like oh my god and it's like oh i assume maybe they're not loaded or something like because you know and then she fucking shoots a cop in the face and shows no remorse she like brags about it Mm -hmm. and this is a 50s movie so the shootings are like at point blank, someone gets shot, and they fall back, and where the bullet was going to hit them, there's no mark, no squibs, no, no nothing. They just kind of grip it and very go, oh. oh!
1: and fall over.
2: And that's kind of part of the appeal of this very sort of yes. kitschy, sort of, like, what did you describe these movies as? Camp? Heterosexual camp. Heterosexual camp, that is what these movies are, yeah. This kind of played like a hygiene film, as we yes. said.
1: Yeah, the, the, where they, yeah, like the the warning the warning of the dangers of mm-hmm. juvenile delinquency. Yeah. And uh not only for parents to raise your kids right, but mm-hmm. also for kids to see what becomes of your life.
2: Mhm. Yeah, it's played like a melodrama, too. Totally. Like I took a course on melodrama cinema and this totally fit in with like those sort of Mildred Pierce-esque kind of movies right. where when the downfall hits, it's just like bad thing after bad thing after bad thing <laughs> where it's just like oh no all my friends are dead and oh no it turns out that i'm pregnant and oh no i'm miscarrying and oh no i'm dead it's <laughs> just like all these fucking things going on Some one after the other oh yes no she doesn't miscarry because the the child survives she dies and, she dies. and then the parents in are prison. are deemed completely irresponsible for raising such a delinquent so the child will become a ward of the state
1: until a suitable family is found
2: (laughs) i love the judge's speech like this felt (laughs) like such a john waters scene to me you know
1: yeah he he was quite moralistic and very tisk tisk.
2: so i know john waters loves his court scenes he's said so much like he used to go to courts to Mm -hmm. watch trials and stuff until he (laughs) got too famous and then it was just like what the fuck's this weirdo doing here um So seeing a court scene in these sort of camp exploitation movies just gets me right in the heart, you know? As for Girl Gang, in the sense of, like, feminine empowerment or, like, you know, women collectively coming together to lash out against the patriarchy, did this really do much for you? Or, like, how did you see this fitting into that kind of idea?
1: Yeah, not tons, I guess. I mean, I suppose you get to see a little bit of that breaking the the, out of these roles but then in the end it she's ultimately punished for it yeah and like like you said repeatedly like this that the other thing x y is that they often are punished for their transgressions
2: and like that's just kind of like
1: par for the course
2: par for the course for just like the sort of like hollywood mode of storytelling where it's like you can't stray too far we have to reel you back into Mm -hmm. normalcy and and if we're showing
1: like evil or whatever then because
2: this would have been under the Hays codes right. too so crime would have to go punished if yes. it was i mean this was an exploitation movie that was low budget they can do whatever the fuck they yeah. want as they did but if it was going to be fitting into acceptable cinema then it has to do this yeah well
1: i'm even thinking back to like shakespeare and probably even further back than that where um i, I don't know i remember learning offhand in high school at some point point that it was okay for him to show things like murder and stuff like that because the people are ultimately killed at the end in some way yeah. their fatal flaw is fatal
2: i like and the idea so that it's, it's just okay. like murder's okay if they're hubris
1: <laughs> and it gets them in the end
2: i kind of like it
1: so or I even think um i don't know if that's always the case i'm trying i'm sure there was similar stuff if you go far back enough to like greek plays and roman stuff mm-hmm. and that there's a lot of that like well, oh, that, well, not when gods are involved. Well, I guess, that sort of tragic
2: irony is yeah. always a delicious thing to throw in there, and fortunately for that to work, you kind of need that justice to come back. Mm-hmm. Like, and by justice, I mean like law of the land or yes. so-called moral justice. Like,
1: yeah, you need that that equilibrium you, to be restored.
2: Yeah. Uh, what do you think of this one overall?
1: It was like it was fun, but compared to everything else we watched, it was by far the most forgettable.
2: That's fair enough. Uh, like in the I,
1: context of everything, it was kind of like, after seeing all these amazing movies, I was like, what happened in that one again? Yeah. So. <laughs> um,
2: I will say I quite enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. It's because it was so kitschy. That's and, um, And like I said a lot with the way the dialogue went, because there was a lot of like calling each other like, Hep cat," you dig, and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Like it was a real, of the time, 50s Absolutely. juvenile delinquency thing. Um, my fondness for like the whole like Joan Waters kind of thing really... I think it was one of those things I comments like he would love this movie. Yeah. And, um,
1: and that's why I love this movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a, you know, birds of a feather yes. kind of thing. So what do we watch next?
1: Well, next we watched Faster Pussycat Kill Kill from 1965.
2: Like the greatest title. This yes. is Probably the greatest film title so good. out there. Um, love it. Also, since we're talking John Waters, the movie that he said was not only the best movie ever made, but possibly the best movie that ever will be made, including future films. Better
1: than future fi- yeah. Including so, possibly better than any future film. And I <laughs> could
2: see exactly why he yeah. thought that. Like, this movie fucking slaps. Yeah. It rules. It owns bones. Any other kind of, like...
1: Superlative about it being the best and being amazing and great and very good. Yeah, starring the incredible Teresa Tana.
2: That is such a name.
1: Yeah, and I found out that was her... Because we kind of thought that would just be, like, a stage name, but yeah. that was her real legal name. First yeah. name being given, and then... Uh, married into yeah, married it. It's into not Stantana. just, like, legal as in, like, I'm legally changing yes, my name to the stage true.
2: name. It's just, like, I fucking married into this, and yeah. it's like that. And her life sounds, like, as wild as the characters in these movies. Oh, my God, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I think she even... It was her that did most of the, like... Like stunt and fighting coordination.
2: Yeah, no one else knew how to fight. Yeah, so she kind of like choreographed and did all the fighting and for the movie. In her
1: life, she learned how to fight out of necessity after being gang raped.
2: Yeah, so and
1: so and yeah, and then you know joining or I don't know if she joined or if she started up a girl gang that would go out and fight people on the streets and shit. So it's like yeah, this is like her life. Yeah.
2: Fuck, what a legend.
1: Yeah. R.I.P. Queen. Mm-hmm. 2011, I think she, I said she passed away. Yeah, it was
2: yeah. fairly recent.
1: Mm-hmm, like in the last decade.
2: Yeah, so uh, what have we got with this movie? What's the plot here?
1: We have this uh, gang of go go dancing, erotic dancing type ladies who also race good, very nice cars out in the desert. Yeah. And when out racing, they meet this guy couple Mm -hmm. where the dude is also a racer and after shit talking him a whole bunch
2: Oh God! When they first rock <laughs> up, I love the part where he's just like, they, they say something like, "Probably at the time you're you're uh you're driving speeds with an hourglass," and then uh his uh his underage friend. girlfriend comes out because she was like sixteen when they made the movie. Um, she comes out of the car. She's just like, "Were people talking about my figure?" Can
1: somebody just mentioned my figure. <laughs> and
2: she's just like in a bikini yeah. and just like, like starts posing and.
1: Like, I love this. <laughs> It's so just... Oh
2: yeah, I should say right off the bat, this is a Russ Meyer movie, Mm -hmm, and everything that he's kind of famous for is in this movie. Yes,
1: Yes, there are a whole bunch of voluptuous, half-clad breasts that are just Mm -hmm. out in all their glory... Well, of well, the trio,
2: um, the the blonde woman, the one whose name I can't remember of the three, oh, yeah. um, she uh, almost didn't get the role because she wasn't busty enough, and oh, she yeah. had to prove wearing a push-up bra that she could bring oh, it. Geez. So that kind of tells you where we're at where the priorities with for this fucking movie, yeah. Sex <laughs> exploitation at its finest and Absolutely. its cheapest.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, she races this dude. They get in a fight. <laughs> Fucking kills him. She being Varla, which is um, Tara Santana's Hannah. character. Yeah, you got
2: Varla. You got Rosie, who's played by Hadji, who is um, was also a go go dancer from Quebec City, kind of thing. Wild. And uh, I believe she was part Filipino, and she's playing so Italian in this. Like that's what it strikes me. Her name is
1: Rosie, and she talking like this. Does the
2: hand gestures constantly? Yeah,
1: it's it's beautiful. So yeah, that's another thing I noticed. Like with a couple of these movies, was that the le- the leads. Where, like, often women of color, especially, like, Asian women, Mm -hmm. which is super cool because you so, you know, there's so much about right now, going on right now with, like, or conversation at least about the lack of asian representation in mainstream stuff
2: like you got the convo and you know rightfully so about how whitewashed this stuff is to begin with but Mm -hmm. then even when we do get uh representation it's like what does that look like and like who is invited to the table so to speak to talk and even
1: i've seen um like with crazy rich asians that came out last Mm -hmm. year um how that was the like biggest all asian cast since like for fucking ever
2: that's...
1: But then um, you also have, like, people of more, like, South Asian descent who are like, this is awesome, I am so happy for them, but remember that Asian does not just mean East Asian. Yeah. You also have South you Asian. You got China,
2: Japan, and Korea, and then it's like, yeah. that's kind of where it we're, stopped we're, we're here as We Asian, far and as... that's, what,
1: that's what our white imaginary <laughs> sort of thinks. Right, like, growing up, I always heard, you know, Asian, and I think East Asian, like you said, like, China, Japan, mm. Korea, maybe a couple of other surrounding areas, but... Yeah, and then
2: we forget places like India yeah. and stuff like that's in Asia, and then yeah, there's yeah. And also
1: yeah, like the Philippines, you have yeah.
2: so Thailand, many Taiwan, all like yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, we're still Cambodia, naming the big hitters, like, you know, like the quote unquote big yeah. hitters as far as like the populous, like the the holiday spots for right. white people from the West. Yeah. Like that's kind of how it's coded, and for. As far as representation goes, mm-hmm. and that's fucked up. <laughs>
1: yeah. And then they, they, a lot some of the critics will also point out that, you know, the as with many places in the world, the further south you get, the darker the complexions tend to get. So mm-hmm. there's that kind of, like, reinforced, like, anti-blackness, kind yep. of, where if we're going to cast diversity, it's going to be, we're likely going to look for the lightest people we can find. And this happens with South American casting and Latina casting. This happens with, like, Indian, Pakistani cast, like... In so many places. So, yeah, they're like, like... These critics are like, you know, on the one hand, like I said, we're very happy. This is awesome. This is totally in the right direction. But we gotta keep going. And we gotta, yep. remember, like, expand the definition of Yeah, being us white. being critical of this yes. isn't
2: trying to be critical of what representation there is. Like, that's fucking awesome. That mm-hmm. representation is... And it's
1: long overdue. I
2: think. But it it's one of those things where it's like, what else can we be doing? Yes. What more is there?
1: Yeah, and who else gets to be included?
2: Yeah. So. That isn't
1: currently. But yeah, back to Faster Pussycat... So we have our two, like, strongest leads. Like, the blonde is kind of wishy-washy. She's sort of the weak link out of their gang. But, yeah, you have these two leads that are both, yeah, women of color of Asian descent as well. And I think um, Teresa Satana, I think from her mom's side, she's also of, like, Indigenous American okay. descent. Cheyenne, I believe. So Okay. Yeah, there's awesome, like, diverse cast that ends But it's not even mentioned, right? It's just It just is. It just and is. so it's so funny how you go to something that you expect this movie that you expect to just be this like sexploitative trash Mm -hmm. flick and it does a better job in a lot of ways without even trying to like bring it to our attention or take credit for it. Yeah. Yeah. Than so many things that go on now, where it's like you're doing well, but you're being really conspicuous. But look what we did, we deserve a pat on the back. For well, it being feels so like it's
2: so removed from that that they probably yeah, didn't even think
1: totally right. And it's, it's just like, like that's almost how it should be, where it's just like, but at
2: the same time, in this weird way, because it's like, like black and white photography, and it's right. like she could pass for Italian, kind of
1: thing, fair enough. Yeah,
2: <laughs> um, and it's like one of those things where it's like, I don't know how to fucking take that, like, I think it's fucking awesome as shit, mm-hmm. but at the same time. I don't want to give too much credit where exactly. credit isn't due. Yeah, no, I, I, know? I agree. I
1: think it was just, like, wasn't even on their radar yeah. very likely. It was just, like, these are the, the chicks for the job. And yeah, so,
2: like, in a roundabout way, yeah. it's hella lit.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, unintentionally progressive. Is that the right word?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I get what you're saying. Unintentionally contemporarily yeah. progressive. Yeah. Or by contemporary standards.
2: Yeah. So we have these three women, they've, um, killed the boyfriend by karate chopping him a whole bunch, oh, and then, yeah, great. Uh, and then breaking his spine in a really yeah, fucked up doing way.
1: this, like, almost look like, this could have turned into a blood eagle type yeah. thing, but instead, just, he's dead. Yeah. And they kidnap the girlfriend. Right. And they concoct this great cover story about how they're, like being these sort of like freelance private detective types who this girl, she, she, her boyfriend died and she comes from a well-to-do family and she tried to kill herself. And yeah. the, the, the family is very politically important. So they really want to keep this under wraps. So. Yeah. Oh, well, we're from the same racing club. So we said we'd go find her, bring her home. She Anyway, she's delusional. Do not let's do a fucking word she says. <laughs> and, uh, oh, it's yeah.
2: diabolical. <laughs>
1: it's so great. And uh, they go after this... Guy, this old man with his little compound out in the desert. Oh,
2: like the perviest fucking old oh, man.
1: Yeah, with his weird fail sons. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, here he's he's sitting on a fortune, and so they're like, well, fuck it, let's go and see what we can get before we dump this young chick somewhere out in the desert. Yeah, like kill
2: her and dump her in the <laughs> yeah. desert and keep going.
1: But for now, she's a great cover story. Yeah. And anyway, yeah, they, they enter the ranch or whatever the property you want to call it, and uh, shenanigans ensue. Oh
2: my goodness, do they <laughs> ever?
1: Yeah, lots of, lots of uh, pervy stuff, lots of really great biting back talk.
2: Okay, their fucking dialogue oh, in this movie amazing. is so good. Like, anytime they... They just cut each other down and cut other people down even more. Like it's mostly
1: men. It's yeah. beautiful.
2: Like when they're at the gas station. Yeah,
1: or... and then you know, the guy the attendant, he walks up all friendly and tries to like Hello like, ladies, what can I do, what for, can you I do for you today? And they're like, Just your job, buster. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whoa. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, they are just always ready to go they're like you're, you're not gonna catch them off guard they're mm-hmm. always ready to just like like a snake like. yeah
2: well that whole like faster pussycat thing you yeah. think like some predatory wildcat like just ready to kill at mm-hmm. any moment
1: and that's totally what they are an attitude at the very least yep and it's so great to watch
2: oh god yeah a lot of laughs came from that not like laughing at the movie laughing with it because mm-hmm. it's like this is so joyous absolutely. like absolutely but then uh, things kind of turn to a head, don't they? When uh, we realize the gross dude and his family—they're up to no good—and mm-hmm. well, like, what's going on there with that guy?
1: At times, it sounded like he wanted to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think I'm. Okay.
2: Faster, pussycat, because the hills have eyes. <laughs>
1: um, he—well, he's in a wh- the old man's in a wheelchair, and mm-hmm. he recalls a story where he was helping a young woman was like late for her train mm. and they're at the station and yeah he's trying to help her and somehow
2: he fucks it up he, and, he like, fucks it up and uh, ends
1: up falling on the tracks and getting like permanently disabled yeah. and then She's fine and just catches the next train. They
2: make very specific. (laughs) And, like, this is kind of his, like, misogyny supposedly stems from this. Yes, it's a
1: root experience. Even though
2: I kind of assume he's been a gross perv the entire time. Just maybe this 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 overt hatred where it's, like, he does not like women.
1: Yeah, no, not at all. And he, yeah, you get this impression that it's just, like, he was probably being a really nice guy who was just, like, was, like, I'm going to come in and help you even though you didn't ask for it. And Mm -hmm. gets owned and then is, like, really upset that and taken aback that she isn't like dropping everything to thank him and help him and
2: and like i will care for you forever yeah
1: and like i'm indebted to you yeah so because
2: you fucked up Yeah.
1: (laughs) because you inserted yourself into my business and got fucked up in the process
2: yeah a lot of this is speculation on our part but
1: but i think we're probably right
2: yeah the dude sucks (laughs) yeah out loud yep
1: and uh his weird fail sons are (laughs) they're weird
2: well, one of them. It's implied that he's not mentally there, kind of thing. Like
1: that's fair, yeah.
2: Like it's like he, uh, he's,
1: he's 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 like attractive. It, his and super mother buff.
2: died during childbirth oh, okay. because, uh, and like he was deprived of oxygen in the thing because he was I too see. big. Right, kind yeah, he's just
1: this muscular like beefcake, but then he. He's afraid of trains and shit. He's like like the
2: conventionally good-looking, like, 50s hunk by way of, like, Rocky from Rocky Horror Picture Show kind of (laughs) thing. Like, with just being a total beefcake. Mm -hmm. Like, he's working out a fair bit in this movie. Like, he's either carrying the old man... Pushing his wheelchair around and Almost, like pumping iron.
1: Yeah, like straight up, yeah, weightlifting.
2: Yeah, and he's always like eat chomping on fruit. Like how many times is just like chomping an apple and then it's just like, hey, go do this, and he just throws it in the <laughs> dirt. It's like you are wasting a lot of food, my dude. Yeah,
1: man. You need a lot of calories to keep up that physique.
2: Mm. And then the other son, he's just kinda like this He's there. He's there. He's he shows the up He's randomly. the good guy, quote unquote. Yes. But he just is like kinda spineless. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're both fail-sons. <laughs> like yeah, fail-sons
2: that. works. And this all kind of, like, comes to a head with um, the younger the captor girl. trying to escape. And the three, quote-unquote, pussycats, like, f- infighting. And, like, that kind of thing. Yeah,
1: you, you you let her get away, and... We oh. need to fix your mistake. And
2: and is it, it's the, um, the, the fail son who's just kind of there that Tura Satana sort of beds a bit, mm-hmm. right? Like That's that right. was that guy, right? Yeah. yeah um
1: Whereas just Blondie me? was trying to get with, uh, with,
2: with th- the Thor m- the, big boy. the muscle boy. Yeah. yeah. The muscle boy. Um, but what, what is it like when Tura's walking off with that one guy, I got such like gay jealousy from Rosie. Like, she's watching him yeah, leave, and it's just, like, she looks right. so broken up by it. Yeah, and she,
1: she's, she's very, like, like I can't believe, like, wow.
2: This and is she comedy. seems like the one of the three who just doesn't really seem interested in men, so I'm wondering, it, like, what kind of connotations are going on there? Because mm-hmm. I read that as she has a very sort of queer love for... Um, varla varla yeah Yeah. like rosie's into varla but he's just
1: third wheeling (laughs) but it's
2: super unspoken (laughs) Mm -hmm. because of the time and also because maybe their relationship is such where she can't speak it like Mm -hmm. it's uh it's their unrequited crush that's like yeah i don't know i totally got those vibes yeah i could see that you know i try to say that everything is gay for everything (laughs) else but i don't know i I don't don't think you're wrong that was a thing that it kind of picked up on Mm -hmm. and um I don't think there was anything in the movie to necessarily dispel that, so mm-hmm. yeah, therefore exactly. it is canon. Yes, it is canon from the get go. Possibility
1: get-go. is canon. At yes. Least.
2: Yeah, but then things kind of undo themselves. And uh, did you feel like it was a betrayal of the whole girl gang, those kind of thing that they ended up sort of just killing themselves or each other, kind of thing?
1: Yeah. It. Um, it kind of undermined. The idea of the badass girl gang, in that it reinforces that trope of like, oh, women can't get along with each yeah. other. Women just tear each other down all the time. They don't support one uh, another. I will say
2: I'm so stoked that it was over money and not yes, and like not because men. of a man. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's true. That's true. It's over a more worthy cause.
2: <laughs> Jesus.
1: <laughs> hey, we live in, in late capitalism.
2: That's true. Money, money it's is everything. It's a thing,
1: yeah pretty necessary for survival
2: yeah barfing internally eternally but you know
1: so yeah that kind of seemed to undermine mm-hmm. i think the whole badassery of like oh yeah the girl gang this is this is something to i don't know, aspire to but at yeah. least to like
2: I wouldn't, you know I, like, I wouldn't yeah. judge you harshly if you went with a spy or two, yeah, but, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, deep down.
2: I, I am conflicted by it because I do like the way the plot went. Like, I thought it kept it interesting in the third act that they kind of, like, did a flip a bit and, like, changed things up because, uh... Not that I was bored or anything, and the plot could have just kept going, like, we're three badasses that are trying to do this thing. Mm-hmm. I felt like that made a another conflict on top of a conflict that kept me sort of, like, extra invested in right. what was going on. But it was one of those things where it wasn't necessarily the turn that my heart desired. Yeah, it's
1: like, <laughs> what do you mean she doesn't get the last laugh? Like, yeah. what? This whole thing has been building up to this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But there is... An absolutely ludicrous sequence when Rosie and Varla are driving away and they're just, or they're getting in the car and they're like, don't miss. And uh, Varla's like, don't miss. And Rosie's like, what are you talking about? It's like, the old man. So they start chasing this old man as he's wheeling away in a wheelchair (laughs) through the sand. And it's like you're like this is fucking horrible this is so
1: like politically incorrect <laughs> yeah this is
2: like trash but then when he sees them coming for for um and then he can't reach a shotgun he turns around and he charges them in his wheelchair while they're in a fucking roadster <laughs> and like exactly what you think would happen in that situation is what happened i mean i guess thing. that's
1: that's a power move yeah, it yeah, is. At least that the, the the most the most power move power move you can have in that situation. Like the only
2: thing that could've made it more of a power move is if we got a shot of like his view of the car coming down <laughs> than a shot of their view of him. he's like flipping the double bird like fuck you as the car gets. Oh, that and, would be great. Um but and then we find out he's literally sitting on a heap of money.
1: That's right, that's where it's been this whole time because they've been kind of sneaking around this ranch, compound, whatever you want to call it in search of this stash, this hoard of money. And yeah, he's been literally sitting on it in his wheelchair the entire time.
2: And this movie has sort of like a conventionally happy ending in a very sort of hetero-romantic kind of way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which was a bit of a, like, it could have ended on a stronger note, in my opinion. Um, Not to say that I I wanted bad things to befall the kidnapped woman or anything like that. Like, yeah. Like, not in that way, necessarily. Like, I like like I would have loved an ending where they got the money, and then they turn to the hostage and, like, what should we do with that? And they see the awe in her eyes. It's like, yeah. oh my god, women get things done? And then she joins and their gang. And they get money,
1: and they get what they want, and they don't have to be cheerleaders for shitty driving dudes.
2: Yeah, and they join, and she... And then, like, the ending would be them racing around the desert, and she's got her own fucking roadster, Fuck and, yeah. like...
1: Oh, no, see, that would be great.
2: Yeah, so... You know we've decided that if we were to remake this that would be the ending we'd choose and also um possibly even in the role of tura satana's character because but as one of the women although you know she's irreplaceable kind of thing mm-hmm. um for that like sort of like sharp tongued gang leader thing i would love to see sheila vand yes. play that. like
1: oh my god that would be so good that's
2: the casting i would do not fucking tarantino's let's get britney spears yeah, in this fuck shit you yeah, <laughs> no,
1: that, that it's reading about that is so fucking shitty because I, I found out in the last year or two that for uh, Lucy Liu's character and kill Bill, he like ripped off Tara actual life.
2: And this was a thing while well, she's alive yeah. and like, it's not like this is a historical figure that it's based on kind of thing. It's like, no. this is a fucking person who's alive and working and doing yeah. all that stuff.
1: And yeah. And, and then um, reading more about that after the fact, because I was just like, I'm not dreaming that, right? I do. I did read that. Um, it sounded like, yeah, he wanted to remake Faster Pussycat. He wanted to cast Britney Spears in... And as Varla.
2: I am all for stunt casting, but that is not good stunt it's casting. It's really
1: not. And so Tura was like, fuck that. No, you're not doing that. So instead, he made Kill Bill and maybe just to be a vindictive asshole, ripped off her life mm. and applied it to a different character in a completely different cultural context.
2: Well, if you want to be a lazy writer, I feel like her life story is like it's an easy steal kind Absolutely. of thing. Um, but like, that's pretty trashy.
1: That's pretty fucking trashy to do to somebody who,
2: <laughs> especially when someone like, who's like struggled with that, that kind of adversity, yeah, adversity exactly. in their life.
1: Yeah. Cause I think the context I saw it was um, somebody pointing out that, yeah, not only did he steal, steal her story, but then mm-hmm. he, uh, t- you know, took the story of like a Japanese American mixed race, part indigenous woman in the context of, the United States, so that is a whole other level of racialized violence mm-hmm. when sexualized violence happens to indigenous women in particular. But and then take it to to apply it to like just a Japanese woman or I know, I guess Chinese she, Japanese, Chinese Japanese mm-hmm. woman living in Japan. And yeah, yeah and it's, it's this it's white just, dude telling this story, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just this, this weird like whitewashing, which isn't quite the right word for it, but like just stripping it of its context and significance and so many like. Things that just I don't know. I'm just not doing justice to it.
2: He's one of those things where I really feel like it sort of tests the metal, tests the metal of like um, separating art from artist kind of thing. Because like I fucking dig so many of his movies. Like they're really good. Um, Like it's it during his prime. And like Mm -hmm. I'm one of those defenders of Death Proof as being like a lot of fun.
1: Oh, I love Um, Death Proof.
2: But the more <laughs> I learn about him, it's just like, oh, that's kind of putting. Yeah, out.
1: like that would have been one we could have watched for today, but we're like, no, we're Tarantino appreciators. We're mm-hmm. Thurman appreciators. Fuck Tarantino. I'm not gonna say fuck Britney. I'm gonna say fuck that casting. It's like, no, yeah. Britney, you're great. You had a lot of hard shit yeah. happen in your life. You seem to be doing very well right now, and I'm so happy for you. Keep doing well. But, but that just no. seems pointless
2: for the for the sake of the stunt. Yeah, too. like.
1: And, yeah, once again, to take the role of a strong woman of color and Mm -hmm. put in the most, like, you know, at the time, at least, it would have, like, she would have been very, you know, popular and big in the sort of, like, spotlight and everything. The most whitewashed, blonde hair, blue-eyed, like, you know what, like, just Mm -hmm. taking, like, the... It's, like, whitewashing it to the greatest degree of whiteness possible.
2: It seems crass. And, again, yeah. I'm with you. I'm not trying to, like, slag on Britney Spears or anything like that. Mm. Like, I have a pretty nothing attitude towards, like, <sighs> like I, I never grew up with her music or yeah. or really giving a hoot and all right. that kind of stuff. But, I like, did, so I think more. the media bullshit is just around her is just that it's bullshit yeah, but that's exactly. like her the kind parents, of thing yeah, you know this, this fame, is this is my extent like, of a leave britney alone yeah, spiel that totally, i'm doing yeah, you know
1: leave alone. she's 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 minding her own business she seems to be thriving and mm-hmm. yeah good for britney but she is not varla yeah she will never be varla yeah and i don't she probably is all, she if heard this she'd probably be like yeah you're right like
2: and it's one of those I'm things where thing. it's just like <laughs> Yeah, I, as I said, I find that Terra Satan is irreplaceable, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, you don't have to look at a remake as replacing it, because exactly. we'll always have the original, so in that vein, it's like, not even thinking of as a replacement, it's like, how the fuck does that even fit as a it's good like, idea? Yeah,
1: it just, it, like you said, it's so crass, and so, on so many levels.
2: So, you know, we're we're all for Don't Worry, it's Sheila, Sheila Vance, yes, that's we where her. we're at. Um, She's a
1: glorious weirdo, I, I'm... I, I, I was saying earlier today because she updated her Instagram story because she doesn't update super often so mm-hmm. every time I notice that she's posted something I have to like stop drop and like drop everything I should say I don't drop to the ground and like give it my full undivided attention mm-hmm.
2: absolutely yeah we were and- just about to record <laughs> and you're like shh she posted yeah.
1: <laughs> and we were not disappointed
2: no The yeah. quality of her posts um if people wonder who the hell we're talking about out there um you know, you should you should acquaint yourself, but uh, she starred in A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, which was fucking amazing. Yeah, and I will, suppose something we could have done for last fucking week.
1: Yeah, well, we'll,
2: we'll we will we will, do, we will do another. Yeah. Um, but uh, then she's in 68 Kill. 68 Kill was another one we talked about, yeah, and she fucking rules her. in that movie. She's
1: so fucking great.
2: Yo, Hot Topic. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: fucking Hot Topic. Oh, uh, so good. She's in other stuff too, I'm sure, but those are the two two big, those are the ones that are near and dear to. Those are the ones that took our heart. Yeah. Yes. Mm. She's great.
2: But yeah, Fester Pussycat, Kill Kill, amazing movie or amazingest movie. Amazingest
1: movie.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So this gets flying recommendations from both of us. This is a watch this fucking movie.
1: If you haven't, and if even if you have, watch it again.
2: Yeah, because I had seen it, but it'd been years and years, and so watching it again, I kind of forgot how much
1: how excellent how it is. amazing
2: this movie is uh <laughs> it's very kitsch it is heterosexual camp to and... the
1: extreme like it <laughs> is like if the heterosexual camp was in the dic- a, a, a entry in the dictionary the poster for Faster Pussycat Kill Kill would be, like, It would be, if they could somehow
2: do this, it would be a gif of the blonde one and the captor one doing that dance-off in the desert while the boyfriend watches. Oh,
1: fuck yeah, that was so (laughs) Lulu from Polyester. Oh, yeah, that dance was Lulu from Polyester all over. You can see, watching this, having watched John Waters' stuff first, it was just like, oh my god, I see where, like, his entire, like, inspiration comes
2: from. So, is Polyester gay heterosexual camp?
1: Oh, it must be. Like,
2: fuck oh <laughs> there's wow. layers here there are well
1: yeah. so that's for another episode i guess
2: yep yeah, i
1: we do will, have we will we'll look into that further and get back
2: to i you. do have polyester queued up in a in a lineup for the future Excellent. so that'll that will polyester. make its uh way into our show at some point yes um oh shit before we continue on to the next movie i should mention that with this episode we have hit our 100th movie disgust
1: that was fucking crazy yeah like wow. um
2: I guess technically our 100th, if you count it, would be Blast Fighter. But since we did like we didn't really talk 30 about <laughs> seconds of like, oh, there's a gun and it's great when the rednecks are dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not, I, I don't count the recommendations either. Like okay. I'm talking about movies we sit here and discuss mm-hmm. that like we we watch and discuss. Uh, Violent Years would be 100th. Damn. So, wow. That's a
1: good 100th.
2: for Yeah, I can take it. Yeah. So for being just over half a year old... That's a lot of fucking movies that's, to watch. That's a lot of movies. Kind of well. shows how we spend our free time. Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm over here thinking, like, I wonder if I could start another movie podcast for my free time compared to this which one. Is, yeah, which like, is why I'm glad
1: I immediately recognized, like, no, that, set that boundary. That that is not something I will have time.
2: To I have do. some boundaries. Yeah. No, that's smart. <laughs> yes. If you want um, to, though, you are welcome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm my own person. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So uh, next, we watched 1973's Wonder Women. Which I heard about and have because of Vinegar Syndrome putting out like this fancy, newly restored... I mean, if you're going to look at beautiful restorations, Vinegar Syndrome is the king shit of Fuck Mountain with this one. It's fantastic And their little jingle that plays at the start of their DVDs, like that... That's from this movie. That's, Mm -hmm. like, ripped from this soundtrack. I'm like, that sounds familiar when the opening song... And we're
1: like, oh! Yeah, the opening song kicks up
2: over three topless women doing some underwater synchronized swimming routine, it looks like. Like, they're just, like, you know, like, beautiful sirens in the water kind of thing. And it's like, first off, that's a wild starting for a PG-rated movie. Like, this movie's (laughs) rated PG. PG. um, And... Yeah, so there is a lot of nudity and a Mm -hmm. lot of violence for a PG movie, but hey, I'll take it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, vinegar Syndrome put this out, and uh, I am so glad that I picked it up, because I'd never heard of it before, Mm -hmm. but I found that that's one of those labels where I can kind of just trust that I'm going to dig what they they play. That's, Um, That's
1: a fair statement.
2: This movie...
1: Well, I remember you—you you told me you're like we have to watch this one next because I heard I, I read about it and it's batshit fucking wild. It sounds insane, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'm sold. I, I read
2: the uh, back cover and I'm like, oh my goodness, you're like
1: this is the next one.
2: Yeah, uh, what we have is this is where the girl gangs the villains explicitly. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they're all kind of villainous in all of them, but they're the protagonists in this one. They're not even the protagonists; they're the antagonists. But yes. there's this like gang of women that are all trained in martial arts and have like a nice arsenal going that are just going around abducting athletes male athletes male athletes yeah Yeah. like they No, they get the swimmers so maybe they were synchronized swimmers oh yeah maybe that's why they were doing that so apparently synchronized swimming routines um best way to practice is at some resort pool with no clothes on
1: Mm mm-hmm and then like wrestle a bit after. Yeah, well, yeah, wrestle with your with your captors after. Yeah,
2: um, but yeah, they're, they they uh, blow dart them, blow dart some uh, jockeys playing polo inexplicably. It's like okay, and they um, had a
1: different word for it. it. was
2: like, Yaya. No, 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 that's something oh, else. Okay. They get the polo Excuse guys, me. they get the basketball dude, and then they get the Jaya Lai player, which mm-hmm. is the one where they've got those, like, curved hook things, mm-hmm. and they're throwing the ball. It's like that weird lacrosse hybrid that's... Yeah. It's more popular in, like... My understanding is this was shot entirely in the Philippines, mm-hmm. and so this would be a little more popular. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, they are abducting all these athletes, and taking them to this fucking compound. What is it? The Island of a Thousand Women or something like that? Something like that, yeah. And there's this... This, uh... Another one of those, um... Women of color. Like, we've got uh, an Asian villainess, like Dr. Tsu. Who is performing body transplants. And
1: she's the head of all of them. Like, she's the head top boss. And,
2: oh, this compound is like some James Bond shit. It is like this like sci-fi but in that way that's so low rent and what they think the future would look like from the 70s <laughs> with just flashing lights and bloop
1: bleep, bloop bloop coming yeah, from and all just, the things and they're like okay so we need to make this look like this guy is in some cryogenic type
2: let's state. wrap him in plastic we'll wrap, wrap. In
1: plastic wrap put on some funky colored lights and make it look like he's in a pod yep and this is the future.
2: This is it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm buying um, it. And uh, the compound is entirely guarded by these women in these like skin tight, like matching yellow jumpsuit things. Yeah. And they've got like fucking machine guns. And so like, it's such a James Bond, mm-hmm. like, uh, I'm talking like the classic, like seventies, right. uh, James Bond movies. Like, it's that kind of fucking thing. And, um, they kidnapped this athlete, the JLI player. And what we find out is that they're planning on doing, a. Uh, Transplanting the brain of this old, rich, dying millionaire into his body.
1: Into the athlete's body. Into the athlete's body so he can
2: be young and virile. And they're going to keep doing this, I guess, so he can live forever. He can essentially be immortal. And, um, the fucking millionaire dude, uh, He's like got the Fouad Ramsey's aesthetic, where it's just like that guy is probably in his thirties, and you've grayed his hair and put the wrinkle makeup on,
1: and having like breathing out of a
2: yeah. And what did I call his assistant, dude? I said he he looked like he was a count in the court of the Marquis de Sade. Yes, that's um, right. He does. That is exactly what this dude. You said that, and he, I
1: think he wasn't on screen when it registered what you said, but I was like, uh, I, know I know exactly, exactly what you're, talking, who you're talking, about. talking about because
2: yes, yeah. Um. So. Anyway, so he's kidnapped by these people for this nefarious purpose, and this private investigator dude is hired to get the guy back. And so he's investigating it, and he goes to the Philippines, and who does he run into like right fucking away? <laughs> but fucking Pavo from Vampire Hookers. Yeah,
1: and it, oh, I was so I was like, I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm just doing that like racist face blindness thing, but I was like, is that Pavo? I think it's Pavo Ed and Lori looked at, look, looked him up and sure enough not only is it Pavo but apparently the guy who plays Pavo is the like the Filipino guy of exploitation cinema.
2: Yeah, he's in so much like so many movies I recognize the names of. So we
1: will encounter him again in the future I He will I definitely wait. hit back,
2: I'm sure. Yes, because um, he, so he's
1: a, he's a treasure.
2: He plays a cabby in this, but his mm. cab is like half motorbike rickshaw car thing with all these in, ornate decorations all around it and that's what all the cabs look like. I don't know. I assume this is some kind of cultural thing we're seeing that I'm I wasn't privy to mm-hmm. prior to it. But all the cabs have these innate decorations, and it's like these little streetcars yeah. that are just gilded, and they look so fucking cool. And I said that like because there was a car chase involving them that <laughs> I would really love to see like the '70s exploitation Filipino version of Mad Max Fury Road, where it's just like so these guys. things rocking down the chasms through, and stuff through
1: the jungle and shit. Like
2: this would be the greatest fucking movie that yeah. was never made. Yeah, make it happen. But we do get so- some great car chases and it does hit a bit of that early like that first Mad Max thing where they're Mm. just smashing through everything like so so much random destruction and people jumping out of the way there's that one point where the fucking... guy gets hit by the car like the camera's mounted to the hood of the car and we're seeing what the car yeah is in this path and this dude just gets fucking plowed like he gets hit over it looks painful as shit and my theory is that that was a fuck up and the stuntman didn't get out of the way in time yeah and they, they used just the used it because it's like well we got the footage like mm-hmm. that's all i could wrap my head around otherwise that is like the bravest stunt person right. ever because it's like yeah i will step in front of the cab and let you fucking run my ass down yeah that's Wow, this movie is nuts. Um, <laughs> it's so fun. It's as fun as it, I'm making it yeah, sound. Yeah,
1: it's it's a, it's a wild ride, and it, I enjoyed every minute of it.
2: Yeah, oh, so much. <laughs> but this detective, he's basically getting in all these fights and chases yeah, because, and gunfights. Oh, yeah, he's a detective, but he has a fucking like cut off double barrel shotgun that just sets cars on fire. Yeah. Like he sets that one car on fire, and that dude who is so on fire just, just falls roll, out. He
1: stop, drops, and rolls, and it
2: and doesn't even work. He's still on yeah, fire. He's still on
1: fire. And yeah, no, and, um, so doctor, the doctor and her intel that she's provided, they're aware that somebody, that there's somebody who is very capable, who is coming after this athlete that they kidnapped. So yeah.
2: Wanton Charlie, as they call him. (laughs) And he's even like, that's just a racist mispronunciation of my family's name, which I don't know the pronunciation, but it's spelled Q-U-A-N. Okay. Um,
1: Yeah. I don't know what that would be.
2: But, uh, cause yeah, I, I, my yeah. Mandarin is non-existent, non-existent yeah. <laughs> so, but he even points out that it's like, one Charlie, what a name. He's like, yeah, that is some racist bullshit. And it's like, yeah. oh, anyway, I love that little beat.
1: One Charlie here. What's up?
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, yeah, anyway, so the PI guy, he's, as he's going around Manila and very, and you know, various areas, the islands trying to gather intel and stuff, he's constantly being like attacked by like potential assassins and shit
2: like there's that one lady he meets in the bar and he goes back to the hotel with her and then she pulls up the gun and goes to shoot him and it's just like <laughs> and what is he he says something and then she's just like one thing's for certain i never miss or you're
1: unpredictable and she's like well there's one yeah one predictable thing about me is i never miss
2: and then she shoots at him and he fucking deflects the bullet with a pillow
1: yeah he can't, the, like the pill- he he, he pillow he puts a pillow in front of, front of his, his face, face and it catches, it catches the, the bullet he tosses it out of the way and then like this great fight in this kung
2: fu fight where they're just smashing the shit of everything at one point he kicks her into a couch and she headbutts <laughs> him in the penis <laughs>
1: yeah and then the best part if if not that the best part is when she runs out of the hotel so he's jumping to put his pants on and shit, and he's hopping and down, down the hallway putting his pants down on the stairs and just rolls he down just the st-
2: eat shit down the <laughs> stairs he's like hopping down the hall trying to pull his fucking pants on and then he hits it off the stairs and just fucking just rolls it
1: down there's all these people that are like what the fuck is going on
2: and then and then there's like great car chase with the cabs oh, yeah. right after that um yeah.
1: so much good shit
2: it was so fucking gold uh eventually they get to the island because he uh does catch up to her after she drives into a lake or something (laughs) and uh he gets information from her and they They go they boat out to the island pavo Uh, Pavo is the boat guy now he was the cab guy driving around manila and now he's the boat guy yeah um and they go to this fucking island and he his covert attempt to infiltrate it does dick because she (laughs) immediately is like oh hey there Come with me, like I'm gonna bring you to dinner and tell you about my island. Yeah, and it's like well, first yeah,
1: first the lady he he who he has like captured, she just disappears like into mm-hmm. thin air, and then yeah, the doctor is like, come on in, I'm gonna show you around and blah blah blah. And okay, the at one point the part that we're like, hey, hold on a second, was um, it's referred to throughout the movie is this like, mind sex and brain sex. Oh, like, yeah, they,
2: they keep talking about, it's like, hey, we need to have sex with these dude butler servants around this place because we just want to bone down. And, yeah, like, and there's the doctor, a lot of that. Yeah, the um, doctor's
1: like, I, you know, like, we one day, like, physical sex will be unthinkable.
2: It and will then, be brain sex. It'll be
1: brain sex. That'll be the only thing. And so if she has brain sex with... They put a,
2: these fucking VR helmets on. Yeah, and
1: so thing. it's, like demolition man ripped this movie the fuck off
2: yeah we talked about demolition man last uh time mm-hmm. and that just this that ripped this off where they had the fucking headsets and they just sat next to each other while the dude gets his nut that was the great thing it was like the straightest brain sex ever because he just like very quickly is like oh, oh yeah. yeah oh yeah and then he gets his nut and she just looks bored
1: she does and she then just she sits there, there kind like of bored and
2: she just kind of like moves a little bit and it's like okay that's enough <laughs> and
1: then my favorite was um <laughs> the comment you made
2: uh, oh, what did I say? We you were
1: just like, so are we supposed to just think that, or realize, and remember like for the rest of this movie, he's going to be walking around with a cum stain in his pants?
2: No, <laughs> oh, like what else? Because he just like, bricks it, like right there when they're fucking like, doing brain sex, and then he just gets up and he's going, and it's just like- They do. It's like, anytime he walks in the room, it's just like, he got nut in his pants. <laughs> and it's like, that's-
1: that was your phrase. You're gonna have to remember he's a nut in his pants, like
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's unpleasant thought. Um
1: Oh god. But yeah, he's um kind of he's told basically like, Yeah, we're gonna body snatch you too and this will will be your fate. So we might as well show you around you can get comfortable in your new surroundings and he's like, Okay.
2: And then they show them the fucking failed experiments. Oh my There's god. all these cages with these like weird mutant people. Like yeah. the first guy we see, he looks like some like Fucking nineteen forties era sci fi monster. Mm -hmm. Like seriously, like I'm like is I'm seeing this bug eyed monster, dude. I'm thinking like, oh my god, is that supposed to be symbolic of the Cold War? (laughs) Because like that's what he looks like. Must be. And oh my god. So where
1: was Philippines in the Cold War? What was their stance? I assume the whole world was involved.
2: (laughs) Hmm. Be interesting Uh, to look that up.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, this was clearly like. It was an English-speaking english, produ- or english speaking yeah. language film and everything. So it would, of course, be presumably a lot of, like, foreign influence mm-hmm. and perspective. that re- r- 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 That's not necessarily representative of the political climate of the actual place in which mm-hmm. the movie is filmed and takes place. But anyway, yeah, and then there's um, the most successful one, but she had to transplant... The woman's brain into a gr- into a gr- gorilla. Oh my god! So, like it, it's She's so like, ridiculous.
2: This is a. And then you have the one guy. This movie has turns. You have the one
1: like basketball player guy where it's like, yeah, if you, if you don't give him enough attention, he gets really upset. And like, yeah,
2: the basketball player was abducted at the start of the movie. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so it's just, it's just wild fucking movie. Like, like there's
2: turns. It oh turns into some d- like Island of Doctor Moreau shit, and <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is yeah. happening? And then it turns to a head where um the wonder woman who was who attacked the guy in the apartment Mm -hmm. and earlier and then he got information from i guess she falls for him or something or like she decides i don't want to be here on this island anymore i'm gonna
1: join the good guys and
2: then like another rando shows up and she's just like i want to leave too and she's like great take my only gun (laughs) like you know she doesn't question the loyalty of this person who's trying to join up she's just like Mm -hmm. take my only gun and let's get the fuck out of here right um and then they release all the failed experiments from the cages as a distraction, and then we just get piles of gunfighting and kung fu and monsters ki- like biting people's throats out. And, and stuff. we get the
1: doctor behind bulletproof glass, so she just like
2: she smoke bombs t- her way out of yeah. there like a ninja in some like old school kung yeah, fu movie. It's, it's great. so good. She's just like until next time,
1: <laughs> and she's gone. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Such a yeah, this movie is a
2: gold movie.
1: Absolute gem.
2: Um, I would say I don't like it as much as Faster Pussycat or the one that we watched right after. That's fair. That said, th- like this is such a fun movie. If you oh, yeah, don't have a I good really time watching it. this, then I'm g- I'm just guessing like exploitation, and I'm talking like that sort of like the classic mm-hmm. exploitation cinema kind of thing is probably not for you. Yeah. Um, if you dig that kind of stuff. i want to say classic exploitation movies i'm talking about like the movies that they were cheaply made and they just tried to make a buck kind Mm -hmm. of thing like i'm not saying necessarily the gruesomest of gruesome horror although that definitely came out of this um this is just like wall-to-wall madness Mm -hmm. and uh it's so endearing for that it really is yeah i stand by this
1: treasure me too i love it and yeah you you pointed out in discussion, where it's like, yeah, I think that the for how how for us like the more blockbuster an action movie is, the more we're like, eh. Yeah,
2: Listen, I'm the more
1: exploitation.
2: You really seem to dig on these exploitation yeah. action movies, and oh. I'll admit that for exploitation movies, action is a bit of my blind spot. So we oh, yeah. have a lot of good watching ahead of us. Oh yeah, yeah. I have uh, one that I snagged in the uh, vinegar syndrome Black Friday halfway to Black Friday yeah. sale. Uh, Called Red Mob, and it is a Soviet-era exploitation action movie. Because we were talking about like we're talking about like Cold War kind of stuff with all these movies and the propaganda. Where were the Soviet ones? Here you go. Oh,
1: like oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah,
2: so that'll be cool. We'll have to watch that sometime. Hell yeah! But as far as the girl gang goes in this one, it's kind of different from the other movies we watched. Mm -hmm. In that, first off, it doesn't feel like the juvenile delinquency, which. Violent Years was definitely all about that, and Faster Pussycat...
1: I guess not juvenile delinquent so much as just a young, broad delinquent. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Whereas Faster Pussycat felt very much like this is them when they grew up, mm-hmm. kind of thing. If
1: they didn't grow out of it. If they could grow up. Yeah, no, yeah. a lot of them got shot to death. Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
2: um, But this is different. This is kind of taking the girl gang as the villainous mm-hmm. kind of thing.
1: And it's less explicitly, like, gang Yes, yeah. because the other ones are very much like, sort of, you get that like street gang. You kind get the of, camaraderie. Like, yeah, yeah, the camaraderie, the uh, a certain amount of show happening. Like, you know, in versus in Faster Pussycat, the women they're kind of minding their own business, mm-hmm. doing their own thing. As it's like,
2: the dude rocking up, yeah, and being like, "Hey, can I do some time trials here?" And then like him challenging them. Does he challenge them to a race, or do they challenge him?
1: I uh, I can't remember. I, I remember she, like Varla starts shit talking him like yeah. immediately, and so, so I can't remember who actually says it might even be the girlfriend who brings it up it's like well why don't you guys do a right like right. somebody brings it up
2: but in this one they're just they're sort of like i had alluded to james bond movies mm-hmm. and stuff they're sort of like the shadowy organization stuff and it's just because there's this woman at the head and all her henchmen are women like she's kind of organized this like almost female empowerment bond villainy kind of yeah, thing it, like
1: it's more of like a workplace organization kind of thing as mm-hmm. as opposed to like a friend group yeah that does crime
2: yeah and um, maybe that's just it. The capitalist endeavor is what kind of <laughs> strips it of any sense of camaraderie and it makes maybe. them evil as opposed to the heroes.
1: Yeah. And you can and it kind of um, rather than having that infighting, it seems more like oh, my boss is telling me what to do again. Mm. I don't agree with her. Like, yeah, it's a different context. Yeah, totally. So it doesn't feel as undermining because that's not their kind of goal or relationship in the first place.
2: Yeah, I could see that for sure. But that's Wonder Woman for you. It's um So much fun. You can trick your friends into watching this be like, Hey, we're gonna watch Wonder Woman. And <laughs> just it say really it real fast. fast. And they'll be like, Oh yeah, I heard that was a big, big movie. And then like then they're expecting it? like the Gal Gadot movie or something, just plop this boy <laughs> on and be like, Hey guys, I told you we're watching Wonder Women. Yeah, this is
1: part of the DC fucking
2: universe. Which it is is. DC, right? It's part of my DC universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. And so we finished this off with one of the fucking best movies I've seen in a long time. Same. I know I said that about Faster Pussycat, but this one also fits yes. the bill. Um, like I hadn't seen Violent Years or Wonder, uh, Women. Wonder Women before. I had seen Faster Pussycat years ago, and I'd seen this one even longer ago. This was Switchblade Sisters by Jack Hill from 1975.
1: This one is incredible. This is
2: this is the juvenile delinquency thing.
1: Mm-hmm still in high school
2: yeah they very much bring it up or it's just like anything of us it's like we're juveniles we'll be out in a week
1: yeah they don't it doesn't matter our criminal records like they won't stick they'll be expunged so like they they know full well and they take advantage of it
2: i fucking love it mm-hmm. um, yeah, they,
1: these these ones have these ladies have some attitude as well <laughs> i
2: love the way they talk like mm-hmm. they're just constantly like you dig and stuff like that at least
1: once once they once they meet get up like get together with the black panthers
2: oh that oh okay well we're getting ahead of ourselves yeah, like, oh my god yes. that was so great anyway what what is this movie what's it about
1: it's about we have so we have the um the guy gang which are the daggers the daggers, and then their like girlfriends and their friends are in a sort of like sub gang it's
2: almost like this is a sub gang of the quote-unquote floozies kind of thing Yeah, and
1: they're called the dagger Debs. yeah and so they're associated with the daggers, but are also... Like, the daggers are at the head, and these are kind of, you know, next level below yeah. of if you were having, like, a, a juvenile crime pyramid yeah, organization yeah, yeah. or something. <laughs> so, yeah, they are... Yeah, largely, like, the girlfriends and the kind of... of what and whatnot of the daggers. And um they, they rule the school.
2: Yeah. Okay, well, what the fuck was going on with the school? Like, this felt like some almost, like, dystopic future, like... The school from *Class of 1984*, right. or like *Battle Royale*, like when like the children are unruly and don't respect authority and all that stuff, like the entire staff is under the thumb of the daggers and the dagger dabs.
1: Yeah, and the daggers have like, I, I don't know, they're like they're like the school patrol. Yeah, and they carry firearms. Yeah, like there's... and the teachers are like trying to negotiate with them about like reasonable conduct and like. It's wild. And
2: this doesn't play like it's an alternate universe thing really in doesn't. any other way, this but is there just is like some this...
1: town USA. Yeah. And or some city, I guess more so. It's it's more of an urban. Yeah. as opposed to small town, but still it's like it could be the kind of like anywhere in some yeah. city USA. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's like what?
2: Yeah, it was uh <laughs> interesting yeah. to say the least. Yeah. But yeah, so they kind of rule the high school.
1: Yep, and they um they're at the diner one day, and they're, you know, kicking everybody out of their seats and mm-hmm. stuff and causing mischief, and this new girl refuses to get out of, refuses to vacate the premises, and when she gets challenged, she kicks everybody's ass.
2: Well, she mainly kicks patches' ass. That's true. Um, and I just want to uh she's called that because she's got an eye patch, she's the one-eyed one in this. Not only through outfit and dress and all that stuff, but I think even in casting, they were clearly going for they-call-her-one-eye Kind mm-hmm. of thing, like in the Christina Lindbergh kinda of thing. Right. And uh Yeah, so that was a, a fun little reference mm-hmm. thrown in there.
1: Yeah, and she kick, kicks Patch's ass, embarrasses Patch. And so the you kinda get the idea that they're like, Oh well, maybe we should we should recruit her mm-hmm. and she's like, No, I don't I'm I'm not gonna be with the gang, even though you're warning me I'll get my ass kicked if I don't have a gang having my back. And the police show up and throw everyone in the slammer, and she get you know guilt by association. She gets
2: roped into because she's there.
1: Yeah, and um. Once, <laughs> once in prison, she's warned about this particular guard who. What
2: big mod or something big like mod that? Big
1: Maud or something, yeah.
2: Like I kept thinking but large she's still her mom. I kept thinking large Marge from uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure kind of thing. Mm. So when I hear that, I think large Marge is like, nope, it's not that. Yeah.
1: But yeah, she she's. That sort of um, frumpy, larger woman, predatory, very predatory lesbian. lesbian yeah, like I don't want to say because I'm not a lesbian, but that very much, like, like yeah, that
2: that's uh, definitely what they call. Yeah, they use a lot of homophobic slurs do. in this, calling and, people queers, the f word, calling yeah. her like dyke and all that. And yeah, it's, and I'm just
1: like, it's hilarious. Yeah, to watch, but yeah, it's also like. At least for me, for me, I was just mm-hmm. like laughing my ass off because I'm like, "Whoa, that's a little forward there," but
2: yeah, yeah these movies are like problematic, but I don't want to charge, I don't want to charge them with any crimes, you yeah, know? It's yeah, yeah, it's like...
1: like it's the '50s.
2: Well, this was the '70s. Oh, but...
1: whoops! Yeah, well, I forgot we moved past the '50s. <laughs> this is the '70s.
2: Um. Anyway, so they're in uh, prison,
1: and when Maggie refuses the advances of this uh, guard. She did the guard and her and her hench women take her to get a special, you know, special treatment. She's going to be internally examined yeah. for contraband and sh- so essentially they're, they're implying that they're going to like sexually assault her yep. and out in the showers or whatever. So as she's fighting back, Lace, who's the leader of the Dagger Dabs, is like, fuck it. You know, let's go. Let's go help her out. Well, and Patch
2: has this huge smile on her face and then that kind of fades Cause she's like right. finally yeah, some payback, like, yeah, right? Yeah, fuck
1: this bitch. Yeah. Um,
2: but then um, that kind of fades when Lace and the others are just like, let's let's, let's go get them.
1: Yeah. And um, so they you. kick
2: the shit out of it's the fucking so guards.
1: Funny. And they yeah they have her like they, they, and then I love it where they put like, like a
2: plunger a toilet yeah, plunger like, on like, her face.
1: Yeah. her face like yeah. <laughs> It's unreal. And um, eventually they get the upper hand and they say, "Hey, so I heard you have new piece on the outside. What's her name? Violet." Well, it'd be real sad if something—I uh, don't know—happened to her face. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, okay, okay. I didn't know. I didn't know that Maggie was with you guys. I'll, I'll back off. Yeah. Like, fine. Like, you know, kind of cowers away with her, trots away with her tail between her legs, defeated. Yeah. And so Maggie gets let out. I think on the misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. First, whereas Lace has to spend another week. Yep. Behind bars, so. You know, Maggie's like, thanks. You know, you really did me a favor there. You didn't have to. That was really great of you. And so as a favor back, she's supposed to deliver a letter to the Dom. to Dom, who is the head of the of the daggers, who is also Lace's boyfriend because gotta have the two alphas or whatever. Yep. Yep. The best man and the best woman together.
2: Yep, so that's some, some very hetero camp going on there. Yes.
1: Yeah. And um Dom ends up taking a liking to Maggie, shows up at her house, rapes,
2: rapes her. Rapes her. Yeah, straight up.
1: Yeah, <coughs> and um, and meanwhile... Pat- that
2: part threw me for a fucking Yeah, me lip.
1: too. Because I'm like, that's what's happening here, right? And then after she's like, seemed to be like, yeah, okay, that was fine.
2: Yeah, it's kind of weird where like, it's like, almost like that lady doth protest too much. But yeah. like, that's a really fucking gross way to look at it. Because it's like, he commits a rape.
1: Yeah. And but 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 it's okay because she ends up liking it or like like you know what like it has. That it was gross fucked up for sure. Yeah, it was like, definitely a this fucked up. part is never really addressed that he forced himself on her.
2: I mean, like way later in the movie, she's just like, "I didn't give a shit about him" and all that kind of right. stuff. But, but even
1: then, she like she could have like, yeah, I mean, he he, was, he, he fucking raped me. Like, because the movie's sort of like, because um, you can have consensual sex while not being invested in the person, but yeah. that did not come off as a consensual that's not what it was no at all.
2: Um, because it's like. She even says, like, afterwards, it's like, uh, get out of here, you got what you came for, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like, right, um, yeah. implying Did that it still yours? wasn't consensual, yeah. kind of thing. Not you, you know what I'm trying to say, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was difficult.
1: Yeah, it's complicated. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, Patch still has it out for Maggie, he starts trying to convince Lace that oh, she's been after your man while you were away and, like, just try to set set up this antagonism between them and this this rift as they're getting closer. And
2: that was the one part of the movie that kind of rubbed me a bit was mm-hmm. um that it plays it like that, like, she's a after penis. her man and all that kind of yeah. stuff, but it's entirely like, no, she's not after her man or she wasn't, she might be now, but, like, the so-called cheating, that was rape.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. It's like it was your man being a piece of fucking shit. Yeah. It had nothing to do with Maggie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no. it was that very much... I like mean, he
2: gets called out for being a piece of shit, but it's encoded entirely as, like, do you trust him to be faithful? Or, as opposed to, do you trust him to not be a rapist? Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah,
1: and even then, when things are going wrong, it's like, oh, it's, like... It's because, ever since Maggie showed up, like, if she hadn't shown up and made herself available to be raped by my yeah. shitty rapist boyfriend... Then see, she doesn't know, know that her happened.
2: boyfriend raped her. Right, but, so, but like
1: the implication is that it's it's still Maggie's fault for showing up yeah. in the first place. That it's, it's okay of, that this is an inevitability. Absolutely, absolutely. she accepts
2: could. his cheating even if it was consensual, kind yeah. of thing. Um, but it is it's one of those things where it's just like, as far as she knows, there wasn't a rape. But the right. movie kind of plays it as like it's not critical of that, mm-hmm, you know. And it's it's kind of weird because it's like okay. um I could get this in a different context, but it's yeah. just like, what the fuck? It does
1: a lot of weird shit with sex. Like, there's that one point where um one of the daggers is pimping out his girlfriend. Yeah, in hook the is um. Yeah, he's like having her like give blowjobs, and he's taking. And she's like, he's pimping her out, like, and he's taking the she she starts
2: by just like, oh, I've done twelve already. Can't like, we call it a day? He's like, when well, we hit twenty. <coughs> Sorry. I was about to cough, but that totally sounded like I was taking a rip off a ball. Like, we hit 20, man! Yeah, that
1: sounded like, um... <laughs> holding it in. You hear that a lot in anti-birth. <laughs>
2: Definitely. Anyway.
1: But yeah, so it, it, there's, like, weird... Not weird, just gross... Yeah. ...gender and, like, sex dynamics in this, where it's like, oh, I was pimping out this girl here, and this is totally fine.
2: But then the movie does kind of take a turn that they sort of realize that the men ain't shit. Yes. And so that's great.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. When, um, Lace is in the hospital after a plan gone wrong because somebody ratted them out to the, to the rival gang and.
2: Yeah. Okay. Who yeah. is this fucking crabs guy? Mr. Kravitz. He's with like the teen patrol, which is this, uh, like what is
1: that teen magazine. Like
2: they're like a, a, a soup
1: kitchen kind of thing. That's but they're like, also, like, like, they run like, it, it's just like,
2: it's it, a front. It's like
1: Yeah. It, Cause it's like a newspaper or something. It's, it looks like, like, they have an office and everything. But, yeah, it's clearly, like, a money laundering gang-affiliated front kind of thing. And they,
2: like, hand out food to the homeless and is, all that stuff, but then they get that, them like, hooked on drugs.
1: Yeah, yeah, which, I mean, also handing... Because, yeah, they hand out these, like, oh, here are vitamins that you need, and it gets them hooked on drugs. Yeah. But also that sort of, like, oh, yeah, we're... Like, you see all these, like, white supremacist groups that they're, like we're not bad. We're out in the community picking up But that's just it because like his fucking
2: feeding. emblem that he hangs around yeah, his it's neck it's It's a swastika, yeah. Yeah. And that's never addressed. It's like, so was Krabs a Nazi the entire time? But he has turf bangs. He does have turf bangs, <laughs> yeah. He brings
1: turf bangs to a turf war.
2: <laughs> if you don't know what turf bangs are, just Google, go- it. Google Switchblade Sisters Mr. Krabs.
1: And then, if you, if you want further examples, just look for turf bangs. It's yeah, it's, it's funny, it's a thing. <clears throat> it is. So, um, yeah. At one point, we have we we're preparing for this like sort of final showdown where we're, we're gonna get back at crabs and this mm-hmm. shitty gang. And at
2: this point, um, remember she they're reorganizing the yes right. So
1: they so Maggie's kind of taken charge while laces in the hospital recuperating yeah. at this point dom is dead a bunch of mm-hmm. you know s- several people have been killed at this um you know they're gonna ambush them but they somebody told them ahead of time yeah. to expect them so yeah maggie's kind of in charge and they kick the guys out
2: yeah one of the guys is like i ain't following no bra." then she's like well then get out of here
1: yeah. and then we're no you know well, we're not associated with the daggers. We're nobody's debs. We're the Jezebels now. Yeah. You know what that means? That means like thirsty, slutty, bitchy ladies, and that's what we fucking are. Like, I don't know that's not the exact yeah, same, But that's it's essentially so, it's what they're so saying. Good. Yeah, it's it's great. So we're the Jezebels now. And so we, we but we just lost all of our muscle. So mm-hmm. what do we do? Well, we go across town and we meet up with the fucking like black panthers which although they aren't explicitly i don't think they ever call themselves as such it is quite clear they've
2: got fucking angela davis pictures hanging around they, they quote and they
1: quote mao zedong yeah they, like she's like,
2: like do you read and he goes yeah hence Hender like a red, red book. book and, and then it's like, like
1: oh this is some like deep heavy shit man was well, mao said yeah and it's like oh my god and then yeah there's pictures of angela davis so yeah we know exactly who they are
2: and i will say going into this final confrontation where they recruit the uh black panther gang I was so worried that this was going to be. They were there entirely as cannon fodder. Yeah, just as like to that's, up the body count. Knowing, knowing when this movie was made mm-hmm. and it being exploitation and, and stuff, the, just I the assumed it's percept-
1: like. Oh, cool! Of the so characters. there are some
2: black bodies to die,
1: right? Just and to, like, so like, explicitly- we can so
2: we can keep the white people alive and still have our cake and eat it too, kind and of. And
1: also to just like you know another way of like sort of showing do- power and dominance mm. over the black panthers and but
2: the- but, <laughs> but that's not what happens no not. they roll up in a fucking custom-made tank <laughs> they bring a fucking tank to a gunfight with like
1: machine guns and like oh whoa. i don't know at one point they're doing something they're doing some violence to someone and they yell that's for angela
2: oh uh, it and was I'm like, yes! so life-affirming yes! <laughs> like switchblade sisters
1: it's so rules good. it is like the
2: greatest movie i love um, it
1: and so, yeah, towards the end, like Maggie and them, they almost become like. I was thinking, because I'm like, okay, White Panthers sounds like it's going to be some, like, white power bullshit. So I'm like, Caucasian Panthers?
2: I'm thinking Snow Leopard. Snow <laughs> Leopard you know, you got your white big good. cat, yeah. Because,
1: yeah, at that point, she's like, you dig. Like, she takes a yeah. lot of the, the lingo. Like,
2: in the, that final speech to the pigs. Oh, yeah.
1: so good. But, yeah, it's revealed at one point that um, the reason Maggie knows the Panthers is because the, their leader. She used to date her brother yep. until he got killed. Until the cops, cops killed him. Yeah, so it's like, okay. Yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah, because
2: she shows up. They're look- looking around this abandoned police precinct. Oh my god, then- yeah, I
1: was supposed to say, pre- the, the sign says, like, precinct moved to 110th Street and then some graffiti below because you got your asses fucking kicked or something Which like makes that? me wonder,
2: is this supposed to be a New York kind Maybe. of setting? Because I'm thinking of Across 110th Street, the lifeploitation movie that ah. just... fucking slaps i watched that maybe a week ago just in my downtime i
1: remember you mentioning it to me you're like you're like live texting it to me i'm like this sounds so good yeah
2: (laughs) we will rewatch it
1: excellent but yeah so it's 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 a fun fucking movie and yeah we get our final um Battle between the 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 two sort of the the leader and lives the... up
2: to its name, and that yes. we get a switchblade fight. We do; it,
1: it is a switchblade fight. Is Although I will say this
2: movie had multiple titles. It, one of the mm. original ones was the Jezebels. Oh, okay, but it was renamed Switchblade Sisters, and I guess because they constantly whip out switchblades in this, well, they, they
1: do. So like it's, it the opening the
2: scene, um, where the the fucking like skeezy landlord guy is uh, hitting up Lace's family for money, kind mm-hmm. of thing, and she gets the gang of uh, the Dagger Debs to corner him in the elevator. Right. And he goes to reach for the gun he's carrying around with him, and they all pull out switchblades. <laughs> it's just, like, fucking a dozen women cram this elevator with switchblades. It's and they just, like, slice awesome. his suit to ribbons. Like, she, like, castrates him uh, metaphorically by cutting his tie off kind right, of thing. Yeah. And it's, like... So good. It's, like, cap- capitalist castration kind of thing, you know? <laughs> Fuck
1: them landlords. Yeah, yeah they say fuck them landlords. They they quote Mao, so it's like yeah, we got we got some we got some stuff happening. Mm-hmm. In this movie. There are layers, ideologically speaking. Yeah, and I'm here for it.
2: Oh, it it was so fucking good. And the final speech that Maggie gives to the cops, kind of thing. Like when this they get is busted. It's funny. This is one where even though they get busted, compared to all the other ones, I don't feel this was a sense of like the bad guys going down and justice prevailing because like she has that fucking monologue at the end, and it's just. It's like, we're so choice. Everywhere,
1: and when we come back, you better, you better watch your fucking backs. And- like
2: this is one where I don't feel like, oh, you've been bested by the mm-hmm. long arm of the oh, law God, or no. something like that. It's just like, this is a temporary setback. And then you're all, you're all fucked.
1: You're going to go become a prison boss. Yeah. And yeah, you're going to just like keep raising hell. Yeah. Wherever you are.
2: <laughs> so the girl gang in this. Girl gang. Very yeah. much fit in the juvenile delinquency yes. kind of. Mode. And very
1: explicitly a gang.
2: Yeah. Um. I felt this very much compared to the other ones really highlighted sort of, like, female power kind of thing mm-hmm. in it. In that, um, like, the, the part where they, they, it turns and they kick all the men out. Yeah. And, like, when she tells that to um, the gang they team up with... Mm-hmm. Uh that just she just loves that. Yeah, she's it's like, Oh like, well,
1: that's what I'm talking that about. That endears like, them. That's yeah. like that's kinda
2: like the thing that's just like, fuck yeah, we'll work together. Yeah,
1: you kicked all the men, yeah, we're it's done. What did
2: she say? She's like, I wish more women would figure that that like men ain't shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and... Or
1: that you can't expect them to actually get anything done for you. Or I I don't mm. remember what it was, but it was it was great. Yes. Yeah, so... yeah, just so yeah, at least in terms of women's like political power and autonomy, even if it's only like micro politics within organizations mm-hmm. rather than you know, macro like government structures. Fuck that. In this case, yeah, I think you're absolutely right that the power is very much there and it's it develops and it's it's taken. Yeah. And it's acted upon.
2: And it's so weird because this movie so much of the conflict is over a guy. Yeah. And so it's like this weird thing where it's like this is probably the most cliche in terms of that heterosexual like stand by my man kind of thing mm-hmm. while at the same time being the most different like set apart yeah for actually like following through right with that like you know it's it it's no small thing that the dude that ever that all the conflict is over gets fucking offed halfway into the movie right exactly and then like at that point the movie keeps going and it is about these women and it's like yeah the specter of that man is through part of the conflict Mm -hmm. but at the same time the movie almost eclipses that
1: yeah in a lot of ways at least
2: yeah it was it was good
1: <laughs> yeah I love this one this oh, so good <laughs> yeah. yeah we had a solid lineup this week
2: yeah this that's uh I think we maybe feel that way because when we did um do Fascist Dream of electric pigs we were having a hard time because we couldn't find horror movies to fill the thing so we kind of we're loosened wing-hit. our criteria a little bit <laughs> yes. and like that's why we had a couple of two we had two mid 90s Stallone blockbuster reaction movies <laughs> um yeah So this week being able to like, like there are more movies we considered doing and it's like, you know what, we have so much to talk about, let's cut it off here Mm -hmm. because we can't. Possibly fit more. But mm-hmm. hey, that is what recommendations are for. Yep. Uh, what are you going to recommend this week?
1: I'm going to recommend, uh, from a later era, a more contemporary one, 2015's Mad Max Fury Road.
2: I fucking love this movie. There,
1: there are there are a couple of girl gangs in that one.
2: Yeah, it's funny because I don't think of it as a girl gang movie in, in the classical, the classical sense. sense. I mean, it's not, but like yeah. when you actually look at the plot, you're like, oh, there's a couple of fucking really sick... Yeah. Roving girl gangs that just totally. get shit done. Yes,
1: and then they team up, and it's beautiful.
2: Yeah. No. Um. If you've been living under a rock and <laughs> you've missed this movie, uh, remedy. Get that. to it. Yeah. It's, it's great. You've seen it
1: so many times. Yeah. It's so good.
2: Yeah. I think we're due for a rewatch Probably. of the entire series. <laughs> to be true. honest, like I know you've only seen about half the series. uh Right. Uh, yeah, we
1: stopped for whatever reason. So.
2: Yeah, life life finds a way to get to get in the way in the way (laughs) yeah no good choice good choice uh definitely down to rewatch it my recommendation is a japanese woman in prison movie Mm. called a female prisoner scorpion i'm gonna recommend the second one uh jailhouse 41 this is a movie that the reason this one fits the bill more than the other ones is that a group of escapees kind of form a gang Mm. from this all-women's prison and they're on the lam looking for freedom while the guards are slowly closing in. And so it kind of has that dynamic, even though they're constantly trying to set up the so-called, like, revolutionary... Like, the Maggie character is constantly at odds, if we're doing Mm a Switchblade sister thing. The Maggie character is constantly at odds with the rest of the gang who are always trying to fuck her over, Mm -hmm. and then she doesn't really stand for that shit. And uh, uh, Arrow Video put out a box set of four of these movies mm. and uh, I was watching through them about half a year ago. I remember because I
1: think um, this, that great fucking song came on. Amazing theme song, I'm yeah. And I'm pretty sure like I recognized it instantly so I'm thinking it might have been in Kill Bill and that's where I know it from.
2: It could be. It was a very familiar song. Yeah, like yeah. I,
1: I was like I remember the tune I was even like sort of like yeah, I was like I know this song and yeah. I love it and so I'm like it it must have been in Kill yeah. Bill because I don't know where else Where I've else would you have picked it exactly, up? Exactly, yeah. right?
2: um but yeah that's my recommendation
1: mm-hmm. i am excited well i'll we'll have to watch the first one first yeah. but shock darn it hey yeah
2: and my other big recommendation is gonna be we need to see another girl gang movie where have they gone
1: yeah where we need some contemporary ones
2: like yeah like uh, so maybe that'll be a goal of ours in the mm-hmm. not too distant future is make our own yes. low budget cult flick girl gang movie you know Calm down Let's make a really aggressively queer one. Like one that's super gay. Like if they're
1: going to fight over a boy, at least have them like recognize that they're just like sublimating their desire for each other.
2: Have them fighting over a BOI. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A boy. Yeah. And she's just going to be like such a fucking stone stud. And it's just one of those. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That's great. Um, cool. Otherwise I guess, uh, that'll about do it for us this week yeah anything else you want to add or
1: nothing other than take it easy and keep it sleazy out there girl gangs
2: oh hell yeah
1: that sounded so fucking lame